This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. Bars. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. The sinister minister. I am actually ordained minister. Holla at me on the weekends for weddings. <laughs> I am. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? I forgot about that shit. You did do your cousin wedding like a few months back. Holla at me on the weekends, fam. All right. This your man, Dan, going wild. The West Side Landlord. The pride of PA, high chief dame, don't fuck around. This is a shout out to my homeboy because I got him here in the building. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, the one man band, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. Welcome back, Shop Talk podcast, episode 95. Who the fuck wore 95? I've been trying to think of that shit all week. I don't know, but 95 is forever OJ's year. I get that you. He owned 95. <laughs> For good or bad, he definitely owned 95, man. You think OJ really murdered the motherfuckers? Fuck yeah. I don't know, <laughs> man. I'm not really debating that shit. I think it happened. I used to think that 100% he did the shit. Like, there's no question. All the reason OJ... Well, let me take that back. I do think the nigga was innocent. I thought it was railroading the nigga. Until I read the book. The If I Did It book that never came out, but I got a copy of. Did you see that interview that was on TV like a couple weeks that's ago? What, that's what I was Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga Juice killed the motherfucker. So after I watched, after I read the book that that interview was about, I'm like, oh, this nigga did it. Because in the book, he was like talking greasy and shit like, oh, this nigga got into a little karate stance. Like, nigga, you think you beat me? And he, he explained all this shit, and he pretty much explained it just how the prosecution said that shit happened, right? But then like two years ago, I'm fucking around on the internet, and I come across this documentary about... um. Glenn, what's the nigga name? Glenn Rogers, a white guy, a serial killer who's in prison right now, who actually confessed to shit, and he was murdering people who look exactly like her, fit her whole body type and everything in that area at the same time, and had met her and was hanging out with her and Faye Razzie like a week before and shit. And they, his family, the, the documentary is called My Brother the Serial Killer, and they convinced that he did it. Uh, he killed like 17 people and some shit like that. He's still alive. I'm like, shit. So now I'm thinking like, well, why the fuck would OJ do this shit? Because he's very specific in this, uh, in the little, the little document, in the little interview and the book. I'm like, well, he did just sit through the motherfucking trial, and he got all the details that was in the trial that he said in there. So like, the nigga broke and need the money. You, I'm on some double jeopardy shit. You can't, you can't put me in jail again. I might say some dumb shit for some money. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? You think he just saying some dumb shit for some money? Back in when this was This was in 2006 Yeah in 2006 yeah. when he was broke as fuck Before he robbed niggas for his own shit back Yeah He was broke as hell Could have Or this nigga just could be a killer <laughs> I mean I don't know 
Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It is. <laughs> that's crazy. Fuck it. Down, down, I don't down, know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Get no fuck. Juice but, out. Uh, but we got special guests in the building. Yeah. My nigga. OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. You Don't Belong in Detroit. My nigga Mo Dirty. All right, bro. What's up, man? I'm like, I'm just sitting here. I was flab first and foremost, I was flabbergasted by y'all intros. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, is he gonna keep going? Yeah. We like, practice real hard on these shit. Man, I didn't get a I didn't get the notification. Because I would have came up with some flashy shit my damn self. <laughs> I, I just feel like I will fall short if I say something now, though. You know what? I knew you was coming, so I I, I forgot one of my intros and shit. It's like a battle rap. Key phrase in battle rap. Which one? Uh, <laughs> if you put up. me in a room with lions, then. No, no, that, that which is dope. But no, nah, I was going to add in the. Are you mad because I'm styling on you? Oh, you know what I'm saying? I, I put that in my. I, I had a little, little thing. Is that nigga still even alive? Who knows? But that shit's classic. <laughs> like, do you know, like, like off camera, like he is a legend. Like in terms of meaning, punched like, in the face, he got punched in the face, but he actually had the pistol on him. Yeah, and he actually got that dude. Oh, right? you know what I'm saying? Out. So that wasn't a fake. That like you just saw dude getting punched. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I didn't know the second part to the say it was this, There's a second. I part saw him reach. You know, you see him yeah. reaching for it in the video. It actually happened, bro. It's a full video on the internet. I was watching it this week, which made me think about the shit. I'm like, oh, it got they got in after that. It's an ending. <laughs> mm -hmm. Probably not happy as fuck. Yeah, you bad. I'm styling on you anyway. Yeah, man. How was your week, brother? Hey, man, I can't complain. I made it through another one. Nigga ain't been working like four fucking days. Straight up. Yeah, nigga, I woke up sick as fuck. On Tuesday, they could barely get out the bed and shit. So I just been trying to drink more waters and Penic fucking recoup. Penicillin didn't work. Nah, didn't get burnt this time. <laughs> hey, bro, you know anything is possible, bro. When you drink this shit, this is a healer, bro. This is a healing, like you know what I'm saying. This I noticed you didn't touch the, the liquor. Today. I mean, you I know, know, might as well. Oh, okay. it's a celebration. I know what was going on here. It's know? a celebration. I ain't seen my brothers in a minute, man. What's yeah, up with y'all? Shit, as you see, we've moved moved on up in the yeah. world. <laughs> New property and shit mm -hmm. since the last time you came through. Uh, it's been a minute since you've been here with us. We yeah, it's been a minute, man. We was renting space. Now we got our own spot. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, man. Like, I'm glad to hear that for real. For Hell real. yeah! Hell I see. Yeah. I got a world championship heavyweight belt over there. Like, oh yeah, you know, the, doing big things. Yeah, the custom ones coming. We got the tag team belts coming. Tag yeah, team. yeah, we got some. We got some big shit coming up. Dudley boys, who, what champions are y'all? What kind of which, which champions? Uh, I, ECW hardcore EC, champs. That's oh, all right. Cool hardcore cool. champs. Cool. Not that watered down. No. That, that hardcore. School, Bubba Ray and Devon. Real go, blood. I got to go somewhere black. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just black. Ron Simmons yeah. and Butch Reed. Oh, no, Natural Butch Reed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm fucking right. You know what I'm saying? We go that route. Man, in fact, that's, that's what we was on the, uh, on the cover. Yeah, yeah, we was. You know, I find different duos, you know what I'm saying, throughout history. And I throw Harlem Heat. We Harlem throw our faces Heat. on that bitch and put them out there. So, you know what I'm saying? The Natural Butch Reed. It hurts because I'm a light skinned one and ain't too many. Light skin, dark skin duos out in this bitch. Yeah, you know I be I've got to Photoshop the shit up to make you, <laughs> <laughs> to make you chop it up a little bit. <laughs> so my nigga Mo Dirt, what's what's got you out in the city, fam? Man, I ain't been in the city in like about five months. Yeah, so like pretty much I've been in Vegas. <clears throat> I've been in Vegas and um, like what I wanted to do was come, I, like I I make sure that I come to the city and and keep my network that I got that I done established out here. I keep that moving. But what's got me out here? I had a show, the like um, March twenty fifth, like put together a couple of uh, performers, put together eleven perform performers, and we threw a, a showcase. Okay, I like, had a little private cipher showcase. Outside of that, like just pretty much being in in the city to deal with my 
with my immediate fam, with my immediate circle. Like, I've right. been away from it. And, like, I ain't been to the crib in a minute, so I wanted to come to the crib. And I got, I lined up, uh, a, 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 not shows, but I lined up a couple of spots that I needed to stop through as far as a couple of ciphers. I'm like, uh, I was going to stop down at the Friday night cipher tonight, but I changed my mind because... Like they, I know for a fact they was gonna be expecting me to spit, and I, you know, I just wanted to go and support the artists that had already been in rotation for the last couple of months. Why not go down there and spit though? Um, I mean, it's, it's nothing against going down there to spit. It's just like I don't want to over, I don't want to overstep what's already being placed right now. Okay. So I know, like, I would, it would put me in a position to where I know for a fact they would expect me to rap, and I'm not coming down there to rap. I would be coming down there just to support, to yeah. support, show my, you know, that's what I'm real. saying, just show my support. Yeah. Because, and there's nothing against the, the cipher because I, you know, that's where I come from. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I just wanted to go down there. I just wasn't able to make it down there. So outside of that, um, the interview, a couple of interviews that I got lined up, uh, uh, you know, campaign for the battle that I got coming up. Um, record a little bit, shoot a couple of videos, visit fam. I ain't seen nobody in a minute, bro. Yeah, what battle bro. you got coming up? I got a battle in San Antonio, uh, Loud Mouth League. I had a battle against a, a guy. Who lives in San Antonio. Like, okay, biased crowd, okay. And the reason why I say he lives in San Antonio is because he's not from San Antonio. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's why I said that. So, And I don't think he knows that I know that, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, you got to so, do your research exactly. on these niggas for the battles and exactly. shit. Exactly. I got family in San Antonio that'll be in town tomorrow. Dog. Now, listen, I'm a veteran in battle rap. It, it becomes a point where... I look at the up-and-coming artists in battle rap who get placed in battles against veterans, and they make rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. So there's all kind of rookie mistakes going on. But, like, not only am I battling in San Antonio, I've never been in San Antonio before. I get a, I get a DM from a model with nine pictures from San Antonio, just, like, recently. Like, yeah. bro, you think I don't know what this is? Like, where are you from? Are you married? Are you, or like... Trying to get Who the, are you? Trying to get right. the dog. Uh, like, exactly. But ironically, just like a month out from when I got to go battling in San Antonio, I get a, a invite or like you send me a friend's request, but then after the friend's request, it's just like, hi, and you just dig. That's it. That's all you're doing. Like, I'm like, so what you want? Oh, nothing. I just saw you as a rapper and I was curious. I'm like, come on, bro. Remember when like you get prepared for a battle and you just had to like think of some dope bars? Now you got to get a, a research team and shit. The 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 like that. that you got to make shit personal. You have to, but but then again, it's kind of like you giving the person you battling too much credit if you make it personal. Yeah. Because that means like I researched you. I did. My, I don't even know you. Like meaning that's how I'm gonna discredit you because like like Calico got a bar in his new battle that he said he was like bozo ass nigga. I don't even know your ass. They had to send me a photograph. Like you know what I'm saying that type For of shit. Sure. Like, but that that's that's the realest shit ever because like I don't know you. Why would I research you? Like they're paying me to fuck you. They pay they pay me to fuck you up. So that's what I'm gonna do. I ain't, that don't mean I gotta find out who you are and dig you up because like after the battle we may be cool. Yeah. But you may be looking at me like I don't even know you and you, you digging up all this dirt. You I gotta uh, talk about your mom. You a complete stranger. I gotta talk about your mama, nigga. Your baby mom. Like goddamn. But then you gotta think about like like what you willing to accept. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not going to allow nobody to talk about my mama. Especially a stranger. So I wouldn't talk about nobody's mama. So, But right. going forward into the situation, it's kind of like, who is this dude that I'm about to battle? You never know where it's going to go because, like, my, the, the principles that I come up of, like, if you say the wrong thing, it's kind of like. 
Man, you know, it's interesting that you bring this up, man, because I, I actually went back and watched this shit this week randomly and shit. Uh, you did a battle with uh, Young Cannon and shit. Yeah, Young Cannon. You post that video often sometimes yeah. and shit. That that was a <laughs> that shit was it was horrible for him. Mm-hmm. It was one little scheme and it was real personal, but I think that shit had to be said. You know what I'm saying? It had to be said, and it was just like the only reason why I said it. It was because like it was an angle that nobody ever taken. Yeah, and like I was like, oh, this is a gold mine right here because like ain't nobody took this angle. Oh, y'all don't know what's going on. Oh, well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> let me tell you about it right now yeah, in front of all my people. And, like, the way I took it, like, the, the angle that I took was pretty much just, like, make it like I was just mumbling, like, just rambling. And, like, you know what I'm saying? That may, may have made him, like, in a battle, it's kind of like you have to say, like, the shit right off rip. Or it kind of looks like, okay, well, I got this round because I I punched, punched, yeah, punched, yeah, yeah. punched. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was you rambling. Built up for, to it. I built up to it. So it was kind of like. But I built up to it to where, like, I knew what I was going to say to him, and I built up to it to where once I said it to him, I looked at him. And you see he was like. He didn't know what the, he didn't know, his body language he was like. Was like his, his, his body manner, like, yeah. But then I followed up. I was like, you looking like you, <laughs> like you, you look like you in trouble, nigga. Rebuttal it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he never rebuttal it. And then if he, in that particular battle, he had never, he had let me know, like, after the battle that he had never fucked up in a battle prior to that. So it's kind of like there's something there. Yeah. I mean, and like if you fucked up, this is your first fuck up. Like I said something to you to where it made you like, you know what I'm saying? Not stick with your regular agenda. So that was dope. Classic fucking moment. You know, you're not doing that many battles. It, it doesn't seem like you're doing that many battles these right. days. Any reason for that? It's not no reason behind it. It's just like on one end, like uh, like I do all my I do all my research. I do all my uh my behind the scenes work to where like the, if I would have had it if I would have a team then of course like we can negotiate like I can I can continue doing what I'm doing and have some shit being negotiated for me on the side to where I can just chime in and be like okay I'll do this but like at this particular point it's me pushing forward on all of this shit and I'm not going to put myself in a position where it's a team of them against me and like It'll put me in an uncomfortable, uncomfortable position because I have to come up with my own, make my own decision, and I, I don't want to hang myself as far as just like hang myself, sh- or sell myself short, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to be put in the right position to where I get the right battle. So <clears throat> I take uh, battles based on like where I feel like it's gonna place me in the near future. So I know I don't frequent on a lot of different platforms, and that's mainly because. I rap like I, I main that that's that's my main focal point is the rap, so, but the the battle rap shit I know for a fact that's a platform that enhances rap. Rap is just a vehicle to get where you're going to get to. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the agenda that I have is pretty much like okay if I got music and then I got battle rap over here, I can I can build music and then I'll take a couple of battles because I know what the platform generates. And it's going to do numbers for my music. Absolutely. So it's kind of like I have to have an agenda before I go dip into I'm not going to continue to battle and battle and battle over and because I don't want anybody to just look at me as a battle rapper. Because I wasn't never always just a battle rapper. Right. You got a battle drop, you know what I'm saying? Then I, I, from a, a artist or somebody I never heard of, I go to YouTube and I search. I put their name in and then their music come up. Oh, let me go check on this shit and see what they sound like. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you do drop a new battle. 
I mean, you get new fans off that shit. Niggas don't. Niggas ain't paying attention to the formula that's really being presented because, like, if you really think about it, the numbers that you get from your friends and and family and and your niggas off the block is completely different from you going to somebody else's platform and being able to establish yourself mm-hmm. and the attention that you get that that you can run parallel with that. So even with that, it's kind of like, <clears throat> like I look at that. Like even at one particular point, I. Stopped. I stopped battling like as much because I knew what the end result I could come up with. At, at like at, at some particular point, I knew it was going to be to where I can put my music over here and generate some 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 revenue over here, and then still like take what I got going over here and run it parallel. I don't understand. I don't know if people understand like the YouTubers right now. Like th- what's going on right now is you have to have some kind of content outside of music because everybody does music. Mm-hmm. It's not until you set yourself aside then when you establish some 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 extra views or 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 resources, and then these YouTubers are generating all these subscribers and then becoming rappers. Mm-hmm. They're becoming rappers. I mean that's what they wanted to do in the front in the, in the first place. You know what I'm saying? They just needed to get their subscribers up. So. They get their content. I don't understand why these artists aren't taken from this this formula because that's where it's at right now. Like you can't just rap right now. And I don't know if I should say this on loud because this is a, a great strategy. I'm not sure why any of these leagues haven't done yet. But I didn't. I watched some battles. I've been watching some of these battles for like ten years. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like for literally for a long time. With all the streaming sites and the streaming services out there, like why these battles ain't in Apple Music or Title or whatever. I would pay for Clips versus Lux round one for a dollar ninety nine, or I would listen to this you round see? x amount of time. Like, how come nobody just put their battles on the streaming platform? It don't cost me no more than the ten dollars I pay to Apple anyway. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna <laughs> listen to this shit often. It's main. It's mainly contracts. Contracts mean like it's like a lot of artists, battle artists, they sign a contract up front, depending on what the stipulations is between that contract. Like, you may not be able to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get paid for the battle and then turn around and then sell it to Apple or put it up on Apple and, and generate some revenue off of it. Yeah. And the the person who books you for the battle doesn't see anything off of that. So it's kind of like you. Like, for Smack, <clears throat> you got the lead, you got the platform. Instead of me giving Lux $40,000 in cash and me hoping I. That nigga got $40,000? Yeah. When? Uh, allegedly. uh I'll say that allegedly. So when him and Mook, they get all this alleged money, right? So yeah. instead of me doing that, hoping I get the streams on YouTube, that's not going to be that amount. Hoping I uh, sell out my venue and everything. Like, how about listen? I give you ten k or whatever, and then you can get some back back end streams if you promote the shit right or whatever. Yeah. I'm not about to give you all this money because I don't even think it's any money left in it for the leagues like that. Since there's so many leagues, if I'm a league owner, like how do I give Lux? Fifty thousand dollars and pay the rest of my card and make money. You know what I'm saying? Like I may make money off the door, but I get a million streams on YouTube. That's not fifty thousand dollars. No, it's not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I that shit killed. I think it killed. It killed battle. Like Lux and Mook, Mook coming back saying I want twenty thousand to battle whoever. I can't even think who he, who he, listen, I think it was Iron Solomon. Listen, but that shit killed it. But see, the thing about it is, even with Mook, you got to pay attention to Mook. Like Mook. You think Mook may have killed it. Mook didn't kill it. Mook basically put himself in position to be on a waiting list. Yeah. So now what 
also because like when Mook was trying to battle Cassidy, Cassidy wanted fifty thousand dollars, and Mook didn't have it. He was like, I keep it funky with. I try to reach out to him and give him this, but he didn't want it. But like you know, I'm saying now Mook Mook has solidified itself in position to be like. Like, you know what I'm saying? The next nigga to do what Cassidy did. Yeah. As far as just, like, dictate. Because Mook right now, like, he asked somebody for 100000 for a battle. Mm-hmm. Not 20000 100000 But there is, the depending on who you are, it can be done, like, depending on, like, the battle rappers and the sponsors that they, or the resources that they have around them. It's like, you have to you have to communicate with that battle rapper. If me and you yeah. about to battle, we got to get on the phone. Like, look, man, we can get these sponsors to get the most money available. Get the most money ever. Okay, look. Get the most money to where, like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can talk our shit, but it'll be a nigga like Don King that'll help us promote the shit to get us the best dollar amount possible. And right. that's what you want. Yeah. And that's how, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say for, I don't know what Joe Button got for that Joe Button Hollow the Dime battle. Yeah. But I know Hollow the Dime may have possibly got close to half of what Joe Button's got. And up until up until that point, Battle Rap had never heard of that them type of dollars. Like we was getting like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit, like two two racks. Like, but up until that point right there, it's kinda like, man, come on, man, that type of money for a battle rap, one battle rap? It's kinda like and then like where it's evolving to right now, you see the battle rappers are going over to into the comedy bars, like yeah. the 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 um the wilding out. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like it's a platform for all that shit. The, the direction that I took is just main sort. I didn't. W- I don't want to ever be. I don't ever want to be looked at continuously as a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. So I look at it like there's different angles. Like you, c- it's just like a tree with all the different branches. Mm-hmm. How I went about it is like there's artists that are similar to me, but there's also producers who are in position to do placements. So on a placement end, like I didn't got reached out to do things like a couple, like I didn't read this shit for the Power Four. I mean, Final Four a couple of years ago. Like I just submitted some music for a couple of artists, like uh, uh, Wiz, Drake, but also like um, placements for Power Season Four, a couple of different things to so where they send me the the beats. I'm like, yo, we want you to come my up air, with some music. My, I need my air horns and shit. <laughs> so I like, you know, what I'm saying like that's the angle. Like that's going to carry me into my next millennium yeah. because like the work, like I say, music is the is the uh, is the is the vehicle to get you where you're going to get to. So that's the work that I'm putting in right now to where, like, years later, like, you know, when, when it comes down to who's who of what, like, you can talk about that shit forever. It's there. Like, you can see it. Like, Summertime, Will Smith was the, one of the biggest songs ever. Generation after generation after generation. That's timeless music. A lot of people don't make timeless music. They make music for right now. Exactly. And they get that, they benefit from it right now. But, you know what I'm saying? Some Will people, Smith getting a check every year for some every time. Every year. So is Rakim. Yeah. Because Rakim paid his full. He paid his full. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Touche. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I would love to, uh, f- to see motherfuckers su- successful in that in that realm, man. I always My favorite battle rappers have always been uh, those who have been comical and those who have been street and who can blend that shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoy the street shit that I can like. That shit seem real. It don't seem fake or forced. And I like to be entertained too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was always a fan of Mo. I'm a fan of uh, QP Clean Paper. Whenever he on his shit, on his shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That shit just a beautiful blend. And then like I watch a battle when somebody be technically better, but I look at the battle like I rather see him though. Mm-hmm. Like I think he won because I was more entertained by this shit. Yes. Yo, technically your rhyme scheme was probably better on paper. I felt that shit more, and it was more entertaining. So I skipped to your shit the second time. Man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody will ever understand that about about the uh, 
the Murder Mook versus a Party Artie battle. Like, Nigga. Murder Mook rapped for five minutes each round. But Party Artie was so effective in those small rounds that he had. One of my and like, favorite battles ever. I literally would skip through some of Murder Mook's bars and like go to the Party Artie scene. 100%. Because like, it was more effective. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how I looked at it. Even at the time, I mean, I watched, I think I watched Mook versus uh, Sears Jones a million times. It got to the point where I would just watch Sears versus though, because mm-hmm. I was more entertained by it. Not saying that Mook was weak or. Right. I right. just. I mean, because he solidified who, who he exactly. is in battle. But uh, yeah, man, that shit crazy when you see what that culture came from. And that's what I like, you know what I'm saying? But the shit kind of fell off. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's getting stagnant. Like there's not a lot of up and coming MCs that I'm looking for. In terms of battle rap, I think it won't, I wouldn't say stagnant. I'll say it's oversaturated now yeah. okay. because like there's loads of everything that you need as far as a lyricist. Like if if you like lyricism, there's an overload and abundance of lyricists who go out of their way to to portray a lyricism. Meaning like they, you know, what I'm saying they they stretch they shit like. You stre- they, they're stretching syllables and all time high. Jane, I'll hit you, James Harden, in the face. Like, come on, bro. Like, you didn't have to say that, dog. Like, like, come on. Like, that's where it's at right now. But like, you got to look at it. Like, even with hip hop, like, you know, at some particular point, the ones who have become complacent have been overshadowed by those who are hungry. Yeah. And regardless to what they look like, like that's what we're left with. Whatever, regardless of what they look like, they still generate good music. And then there's generations behind them that are, you know what I'm saying, that follow them. Yeah. So that's what, in turn, they become in, in the long run because, like, we at some particular point became complacent and running around this bitch, like, oh, no, yeah, no, I'm straight. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or, no, like, how much you got for it? It's, it's so much shit to it to where, like, people are going around the ones who actually. I was waiting on, like, I was waiting on artists to do certain things, but, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's not happening for them. And it's artists that look up to them artists, that they tired of waiting on them, that they go around them. I'm going to give some I'm gonna give some battle rappers some more opportunities. Um, I'm waiting for, because people got to take the art. This shit is art to me. Like, some of these rhymes and schemes are so well put together. Like, Jesus Christ, like, how long did you... Take to put this shit together. I'm waiting for somebody to take one of their rounds and make a video off of it, like cartoon wise. And as you saying all these magical shit, display that shit. You it's know not what I'm as saying? magical as you think, bro. Like, or like, like it's like it's like magic. Like it looks magical, but if you go to YouTube, <laughs> magic trick exposed, they be like, oh, that's what that nigga doing. Yeah, that's or, exactly what it is. Or I like take I'll take like a, a, a clips. What room am I in scheme? And put that shit while he rapping and put that cartoon version over there. Have a nigga yeah, looking in the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, take one of y'all motherfucking classic verses and put something over it so it can. You know what? Like, uh, I think uh, Quest McCody just uh, did something. I think Quest McCody and Marv one had a battle. I forget. I think it's some dude named Cheese that he battled. But I think the dude Cheese, like, he had a scheme where he likes cats. Okay. So Quest McCody's rebuttal going into yeah, the battle was, was oh, I, I hate, hate cats. cats. Yeah. And then he put together a video where it was cats. Like, you're like, I hate cats. And you <laughs> see a cat ducking behind some shit. It was the funniest shit I ever see, seen, bro. Like that type of that shit. take it to the art. Yeah. Like, shit, I, I can watch I that shit multiple times and shit. Like, you got to be creative out here. I mean, because you need the views. You need everything. It's video, audio. But, like, I need some creative shit like that, man. Yeah. Well, honey. Now, since you've been, I don't want to say out of Detroit, but, you know, you're not. 
you're not here anymore, right. like locally. Are you still plugged in with a lot of artists and, and what's going on here in the city? Yeah, I am. I am plugged in, and I'm glad you asked that because, like, on my end, I really look at it like, like me being out of the city gave me an opportunity to to let me to actually to weed through a lot of different bullshit. Like, bro, like year after year, I put a lot of different artists in position to, you know what I'm saying, to capitalize off of a platform that I created called The Mo Show. And it's a platform that is called The Mo Show that I don't even perform it. So you would think, like, you know what I'm saying, even with the artists that I've brought over to these different shows, I put 20 and 30 artists on each particular show and tried to get, like, you know what I'm saying, try to get as many artists on as I can, but I gave these different artists different situations. You would think, like, Outside of that, there will be some kind of network or resources or or a back a, a back kick to where somebody would offer me a show or a showcase. It don't be none of that. Like it's just me putting presenting like situations for different up and coming artists. So like going from there, like I have no problem with that. I'm only gonna do it for certain artists that like you know what I'm saying that there's something that where we have an actual connection. Meaning somebody like there's people that. I came in the game in the door with that still need or or need something from me that I give somebody that I just met a situation before I give them a situation. And it's not because of like, you know, what I'm saying like I'm a cold hearted person. It's just like I need that. I need to pay attention. I need to see it. Yeah. I need to I need to hear from it or it's a communication thing at one particular point. So, I mean, it's, and it's a lot of artists. You look at it like they you give them the ball and they don't run with it. Exactly. You know, you look up. Shit, man, you know niggas. You look up six years, five, ten years later, they're in the same position, doing the same shit, if not less, and and ain't ain't made nothing rock with they with their situation at all. At all. And how long can how long before you be like, okay, well, I didn't I didn't did I didn't did enough. <laughs> how yeah. long before it's that? Like that's that type of thing. And it's other people that can benefit off of this, like you not doing with it, doing nothing with it. So I can like it's that type of situation. But there's also, like, I know for a fact that, like, I like to communicate. Okay. And the type of communication that I, that I present, like, everybody don't communicate the same. So my verbal and my nonverbal communication, like, I'm sharp with it. So you can say something to me nonverbally, and I'll pick up on it. And go with that, like, and that may not may may not may, may not be what you meant, but that's what I pay attention to. Something as simple as somebody has, we're supposed to do something, and if you can't keep your end of the bargain, instead of calling and say like I can't do it, you just won't answer the phone. Oh, that man. type of thing. Oh, I can't. So yeah, it's kind of like we get hit with I that pick, shit. Like I pick up on nonverbal communication like that. It's kind of like. You do that to me, it's kind of like I'm not going to shun you for it. I just know how to deal with you from this particular point. I'm right. not fucking with you. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you when I see you, but I'm not fucking with exactly. you on a professional level no more. Don't just pick up. I can't. You can't make it. You can't fucking make it. Don't sit here. Don't have nobody sitting. You don't be spending me. I'm a grown. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't be spending another man. You like, ain't got to. You ain't got to. You ain't. <laughs> you ain't got to. You ain't got to baby me. You ain't got to. You ain't got to. You ain't got to uh, spoon feed me shit. Just tell me exactly what it is. And allow me the allow me the 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 you know what I'm saying the the time and the space to to come up with my sound decision on it. Yeah, yeah. most definitely, man. 
Man, uh, we got a couple of topics, man, that we was gonna discuss, man. Let's get it. That you're more than welcome to, to sit in, man. Okay. It's been a tough. It's been a. It's a weird week, man. This week, a lot of shit didn't happen. Um, we was kind of talking beforehand uh, before you got here, man. Where you want to start, man? Wherever. Man, let's start with South Africa. They killing motherfuckers out in South Africa. So I don't know if you if you <laughs> hit what's going on in South Africa. A couple of weeks ago, uh, they got together and they said, "Well, listen." Um, White folks, y'all got to get his land back. This our shit, right? Uh, and they they passed a law say, listen, eighty percent of the country is black, and y'all got like ninety percent of the wealth. We we need that shit back. So boom, y'all can't have your land no more. Y'all got to give it up to the people who. This our land, and they gave them I think what sixty ninety days to vacate. Yeah, which is some like a straight they, eviction. They the white people, yeah. yeah. Give like, it up, because I mean, essentially, y'all came through, y'all did apartheid and everything, y'all y'all took everything, and once we ended apartheid, y'all never gave the land back, so y'all just eating, and we're like, no, we can't have that shit, which is some progressive shit, and I stand by one hundred percent. So now you don't get ninety days if you get evicted out of a fucking apartment. You got to go. I don't know if y'all. One of my favorite people of all time is brother Khaled Muhammad. He talked about this specifically, like on Donahue, like in nineteen ninety two. About what he would do, he's like, I give y'all a certain amount of time. If after that time frame, if you don't leave, we wipe them all out. Women, children. That's what he said and shit. You know what I'm saying? It was a big controversy. Fast forward 25 years later, that's sort of like what's happening because this week, uh, the white folks are crying out because uh, in the last, well, one per a white person been killed like every five days. Um, some of the farmers or whatever, <coughs> and like they like the world is not paying attention to what's going on. Essentially. <laughs> so that's say what the world is not paying attention. That's what that's what the farmer said. Yes, and this 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 is a, a, a interesting conundrum, right? Because <laughs> no, how <laughs> ironic is that? How ironic is that? Exactly, because like it's been two, it's been like three weeks, and now y'all can't take it. And this shit literally happened for hundreds Just of, of years. years, hundreds of years. And like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it. And you can't take it for three weeks. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to <laughs> Now, granted, I don't want nobody just to randomly get killed. You know what I'm saying? This 35-year-old farmer said his 21-year-old son was shot in the head and killed. Did he give up his land like he was supposed to? <laughs> just answer that part of the question. Clearly, he did. They're clearly not moving out quick enough. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this shit. Because on my, on my, on my all-black level, I'm like, hey, look at this price of doing business, man. I this know a thing or two about evictions. And when you fucking get evicted from something, they come in, they put your shit out. Uh, they gave them what ninety days notice. I don't know if that's a lot of time. Yeah, I don't know if anybody at the table has ever been evicted, but that's a lot of fucking notice. Where do you go? I'm just like, like, look, nigga, uh, <laughs> this ain't your land no more. You gotta get the fuck out. Like when you get evicted from an apartment, they don't give a fuck where yeah. you go. You just need to get the fuck out. True that. They don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> and take whatever, take whatever you can, and you get the fuck on. Man, it's just interesting, man. It's interesting, like. Even on a on a on a, and it's not just happening. I know it's, it's happening in South Africa. Not to take away from that, like something like it's a it's a situation that I can relate to, out in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Like a like a, I deal with a producer who is out in the Philippines, and his wife is Filipino, and they got property in the Philippines. So there were some radicals that took over like a large portion of the Philippines, like a like a, like whatever small city they were or town they stay in. They they took over that, and they was just like, I just know, like, cause the the property that they have out there is, you know, what I'm saying nobody's there. 
Right. So they then took over the whole area, running in different buildings and taking them over. And he was like, yeah, I just know for a fact they didn't ran into to that house. And they just using that as like a checkpoint and whatnot. And true enough, like within like the next week I went over there, he was like, yeah, like my girl and my wife is in there crying because they didn't lay down all everybody in the neighborhood. And you can see him on the news, like laying on everybody, like executing everybody. And she was Shit. like, those are my childhood high school friends. And that's my uncle. That's my cousin. Like you can. And she saw them like laying down there and they all got executed. It's fucked up. It's crazy. The Philippines ain't no fucking joke. I was watching uh, one of these joints on Vice. And like when you say I want to be the pro-, you know, Manny Pacquiao from over there. right? Yeah, yeah. He running for Congress and shit because he's like one of the most popular people in the country, period. But like regular niggas over there, when when they announce that I'm running for something, they have to get their own personal security and army because they would just come and kill you. Like the people in control, like, oh, you about to run? We just going to come through and kill you yeah. with the actual police. Like this shit is like on some, some movie shit. I'm like, no, this shit is really going on. I had no idea. Like, did, did you see the judge who went out for a jog one morning? And like one of the, I think it was the Mexican mafia just like jogged up behind him and popped him in the head. Like... And it's shit crazy out here. Like, yeah, bro. And on the Mexico border, like they, they can't keep a sheriff in there because the, the 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 cartels will pull up. They pulled up in this one spot. Y'all can look at online. They shot the police uh, station up for fifteen minutes. Yeah, I figure everybody's probably dead in that they bitch after that. Pull up. They shot it and in shot up for fifteen shit, minutes. Shot this bitch up for fifteen minutes. They can't keep nobody over there. Like, I don't want shit to do with the cartel. I'm not trying to be no law enforcement officer. Give me the fuck all the way away from it. It's not worth it, fam. It's when, not worth it. When you just look at other parts of the world where law and order looks a little bit different than it does here in America, like, you just got to understand that, like, they live, they live in a different culture. They live in a whole different lifestyle than what we living up over here in the U.S., and those positions of power ain't just as safe and secure as it as it is here at home. And it's only gonna be that way for quite. It's only gonna be that way for a little bit of time. And it's a wonderful transition because right now, the reason they ain't like that is because we got a Second Amendment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The citizens are armed, and you can't do that shit because everybody got guns. It's not like that everywhere. No, I, you're right. This is a fucked up country to live in, but I don't want to live nowhere else, right? But this week and last couple of weeks. Our Second Amendment rights is kind of like in jeopardy. The kids got together and they did the march this week. Uh, they don't want niggas to have guns no more. I'm 100% against I'm it. not with that shit. If you black, <clears throat> you've been free for 53 years. You just got the right to vote 53 years ago. So how can you be black and want to disarm? This shit makes no fucking sense to me. You're going to put all your faith and all your trust in the police system, the same ones that's, that's gunning niggas nah, down. Nah, not at all. You sit there and tell me that our president we got is similar to Hitler and everything that you do, and you wanted me to give up my guns and let the police and our government protect us because that's who have had our best interests in mind for hundreds of years. I think, I think like, what's, what's, what's missing is, like, you know what I'm saying, regardless to how enlightened enlightened we are, or like you know what I'm saying how aware of what's going on there's a there's a huge portion of us that's not aware to where like you know people fear what they don't understand and hate what they can't control absolutely so it's to the point where like okay even with the South Africa situation like they're all in tuned on the same page like it would take for everybody here, like, I don't even know how to put it in, in the terms. Like, if, if people got a chance to see what's going on in South Africa, I'm guaranteeing you it would only be, like, 
a very small percentage that will be interested in implementing the same thing here as far as just like overthrowing. Like, we tired of this shit. Woo-de, 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 woo. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we, it wouldn't be a, a situation to where like everybody will be ready to go. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to go for this shit. Like, because that's what South Africa is doing. Like, y'all got us fucked up. Y'all got 90 days to get out of here, or we, you know, you know it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Man, this shit is crazy, man. I got a, I got some flack for a couple of posts I made this week. Um, so it's two things. I support the kids that went outside and marched uh, for they for what they think gun rights and shit should be. I support y'all because y'all got the First Amendment right to do that. I don't agree with you at all. But I give you your right to go out there, march, and do y'all protests and shit. I think this shit is stupid. I think that 11 kids die every single day. Because of texting and driving. So why don't y'all try to take cars and your cell phones away? Hmm. But you want to take guns away. Like, niggas are mailing bombs out, fam. Yeah. So what do you do now? So I, I take everybody's guns away. It's a nigga mailing bombs out. So what you do, take the post office? Like, do we, the we, we need tougher bomb laws? No, nigga, you can't legislate crazy. Niggas going to be crazy. They going to be crazy. Like, you know how I feel about uh, all illegal activities. I think all that shit should be legal. Because when it's illegal, you create the underworld for it. Right. So you make guns illegal? Shit. Uh, yeah. You you're, creating a, a, you're creating a new you world. Did, you, did, you created a new motherfucking industry. Yeah. And now niggas. Because niggas is not going to stop getting guns. They're not going to stop being armed. They, they're just going to find the loopholes and the, and the lookarounds in order to get that shit. Bro, are y'all hip to ghost guns? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. What's, what's that? A ghost gun is an untraceable gun. Like it comes from overseas. It costs about like three thousand to five thousand dollars. It's untraceable. Like meaning like it's it's it was created. It's a gun that you can get away with murder with, and if they they find it, they will never be. So it's, it's, it's untraceable. Put it like that. Don't even cost that much. Low key, uh, you can buy it on. <laughs> oh, on the black market is a different price or something. And it's cheaper. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, for like, sure, for sure. I mean, they sell. I don't know. So they sell like. Uh, 80% lowers Right You can't buy The gun Is the part that has The serial number on it So if you take a Glock Or whatever Take the top part off The part that got The serial number Is the gun Right uh, You can't buy that They can't ship that shit To your house I can send you some plastic In the mail Which is like 80% completed And then you can Complete the rest of it And I can buy that shit In the mail It's not a gun It don't got a serial number On it Like it's whatever You want to do with it mm-hmm. So like In theory Like that shit Untraceable Because it don't have A serial number Attached to it um, and then you just buy whatever the fuck you want to, uh, or you can print the shit yourself on a three D printer. Damn, I wasn't even hip to that shit. Yeah. yeah, bro. And what's so weird about the gun laws and shit, right? You don't got to be twenty one years old to have a gun. You don't got to be eighteen years old to have a gun, because the Second Amendment don't got no age limit on it. It don't say you got the right to bear arms after you turn eighteen. Mm-hmm. What they did was they said you got to be twenty one to sell. A firearm or to buy a firearm or whatever. Like my father, if I have a son, I get this nigga my rifle. It's his. He ain't have to pay for it. Like he he can have it. It's Michigan. He can open carry that motherfucker if he want to. Mm-hmm. My four year old. If I had a, I don't have a four year old. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> but he can walk around with a motherfucker pistol on his hip. Technically, if he wanted to, because the the second amendment don't got no fucking uh, age limit on there. You know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is this. If you take all the guns away, that's and stricter gun laws, all the other bullshit. I don't even believe in stricter gun laws because people who are saying this have never tried to purchase a gun. It's not easy. Legally. You know what I'm saying? I, I got all my paperwork. I'm legal. Sometimes they make me wait three days for, for, for me to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it just it is what it is. Even at the gun shows, they still call that shit into the little FBI number, the whole nine yards, which is CC up here work, boom. And that's in Michigan. Florida could be different. Vegas could be different, whatever. But in Michigan, it's not just I me mean, walk into the store and leave with the AR. It's like it's not like that per yeah. se. You know what I'm saying? But you make some stricter gun laws, it's gonna impact people who follow the rules. Right. If I'm trying to go shoot up a school, no, I don't give a fuck about the rules. Exactly. Like it's, <laughs> exactly, I don't care. There it the is, right there, bro. And we have reached the point of no return. There are more guns in this world than there are people. You don't never got to make another gun again, and it's still gonna be plenty of these bitches. Yeah. So all this, we need tougher gun. That shit, it don't work like that. Right. It it just don't work that way, man. Because criminals gonna criminal. You know yeah, what I'm criminals saying? Criminals is gonna criminal regardless of the other of what what the outcome is gonna be. They they don't give a fuck about that at all. Um, I don't believe that the, I believe the children are our future I believe that But I don't think the children Know the answer to everything Children don't run your household You're an adult You have more wisdom You have more knowledge You have more understanding Than a child Don't let the children Dictate what's about to happen With adults You don't know What the fuck going on Your, your brain ain't even Fully developed Till you 25 So take your 10th and 11th grade ass Back the fuck to class And let these grown ups hey, Handle man, my fucking business Niggas just trying to Walk out of class For an hour Get a puff of a square, some good cushion, then go back to school. I respect your right to do it. I just don't agree with it. We also got to be mindful of the fact that the media media paints the picture, too. So it's kind of like, okay, they could be defacing whatever it is that they're defacing, but, like, that's the scapegoat also. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and it's the craziest shit ever because some of this should be, a lot of this should be all propaganda. 100%. And, and it's hard to pretty much, like, and they tell you. Believe none of that shit. Mm-mm. I try not to make shit. the decision off the emotional aspect. When you see a school get shot up with children in it, man, you feel a certain way, and you mm-hmm. should because you're a human. And you want to. I'm not gonna make a decision based off that temporary emotion. However, like it's just it's just crazy. I just say like, listen, how I many take a poll of black people in the country, in America and ask them how if they trust the police, yes or no. If Fuck you, no. If you trust the government, yes or no. Look at the picture that like they like even with I don't I can't even think of a lot of different like uh uh murders that I've seen on camera that weren't black people. So I I can't even think of a lot of different murders that I've seen that were live streamed and it was white people. So like that's the image that's stuck in my head. You can't unthink or you can't unsee something. Not at all. So it's kind of like that's what you want us to see. But in the back of my mind, it's kind of like, what about all these other murders that's going on? Why don't we see any of that shit? Like, why am I just looking at the murder of my people on, on, on like, over and over and over again? Because I think people are less sensitive to the murders of, of black and brown people. That's just real. plain and simple. Which is the whole reason why we said black lives don't matter. Black, black lives matter because in relation to the police officers and killing and things, it's very clear that they don't. So we say, hey, black lives matter. I'll put it like this. Um. Every time we talk about gun reform and we need to take guns and shit away, it's always some civilian shit. But yet and still, we see police officers shoot unarmed black men over and over and over again. But we never say maybe we need to take the guns from the police. Hmm. Over in the U.K., a large majority of the police that walk the beat do not have guns. I think over in this country, if you do some fuck shit with your gun, they should take that bitch away from you. And you still got to go to work. Go patrol your neighborhood. Without, Without no fucking gun, gun. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not gonna fire you. You beat this little. You beat the case because we can't one hundred percent prove that you did this shit on purpose. But guess what? This was an officer involved shooting that we couldn't prove was one hundred percent justified. 
you don't get no gun. So maybe you'll keep your gun on your fucking hip if you knew you got to go into these same neighborhoods without your fucking gun. Right. And if you're going to say, well, how are you going to send the police into a neighborhood without no gun? Well, nigga, you want to take the guns from everybody. That's going to be my regular fucking life. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to walk up and down Jerry Road every day without a fucking gun? <laughs> the same way the police supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we need to look at that shit differently. Maybe you being a professional, maybe you should use your um, your tactics to calm and deregulate. I mean, to calm and deescalate violence and shit like that with your little voice. Because that's what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I always say that, like, a lot of times police officers that you that you see out on the streets sometimes the only physical altercations or confrontations they've had is at work they ain't never been punched in the face mm-hmm. ain't never been into a scrap ain't ain't had no tussles in their life so the yeah. first thing they know is to reach for that burner on the side of their hip they ain't never threw no hands in their life like this is the only training and the only interaction that they have and you see a lot of times you know there used to be a point in time i remember when i when i was growing up there's a police officer that lived on the block he used to park his car on the block in front of the house so like there was that police presence but I knew he was my neighbor I see him out in the streets I see him at the grocery store so the interaction was a little bit different now you have officers and there was a point in time in order to be a Detroit police officer you had to fucking live in the city bring it back though and now that shit is is no more so you got people coming in Troy Novi ain't never had have had limited interactions with black and brown people Look, and now they're expected to police these communities that they don't know and don't live in. This is what we need to do. We need to take the South African approach. We ain't gonna kick y'all out. But look, Dan Gilbert, you got quick and loans, you wanna run half the city? Well check this out. If you're a police Detroit police officer, you need to live in the city of Detroit and Dan Gilbert, you're gonna give them the mortgage and that shit gonna be ten thousand dollars. I don't give a fuck. Cause you only making fifteen dollars an hour as a cop anyway. That's not enough money for me to risk my life. You know what I'm saying? It got to be some sort of benefit so I can attract people who live in there. So listen, go through um, quicker loans because since y'all are making all this fucking money in the city, you need to support the city services. Exactly. If you're a fire to fire, you're a police officer, <clears throat> you're an EMS worker, you get to your house through this, it's $10,000 in the neighborhood, it's $20,000 in Midtown or whatever. And quicker loans actually have this if you work there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They give you X amount of dollars toward the home or whatever. Boom. You also have you need to live here in the city, make that police presence there. And if you purchase anything in the city, you get it at a discounted rate. If you got home, if you got your uh, child care in the city, you get that shit at a discounted rate. So now you're building a value for people who live in the city to actually be a police officer. Because now my home is taken care of. It's at a discounted rate. My child care can take care of. It's at a discounted rate. If I buy food in, in, in the city, it's at a discounted rate. Now it's more of an incentive for me to work here for fifteen dollars an hour. And I get a bigger police presence. Take that motherfucking car home and every place on the block, you got some shit. So maybe I won't have to shoot out on my front porch because it's a police officer living next door to me. I think in order for you to have effective police and they got to know the communities in which they live in, they have to know the communities in which they serve. Yeah. If you got somebody, I don't live my whole life out in Livonia and you throw me in fucking Highland Park. Yeah. Like I don't know shit about Highland Park. Mm. I don't know the ins and outs. There's no incentive for me to care about this community. But if you live there, if this is a part of your life, this this is a part of your every day, you have more incentive to care about the people that you're policing, the community in which you're policing, the people that see you every day have a rapport. They, they might be a little bit more willing to talk to you or say, or, or help you out in a pinch because they know who to like, that's just not, John Smith as the police officer that's John that's my neighbor up the street he helped me bring in my groceries last week it yeah. it creates a different type of rapport you know I like to fuck with the logic of common sense right that's like my mantra is 
I think we should do that, and I think it should rotate because, like, so for an example, you might be a white cop, and all your interaction with black people are from the city of Detroit. Maybe that's in a messed up neighborhood. So now you think that every black person that perception. you come in contact with is there. It's like um, tours of duty. You only can stay over there for so long, and then you got to be removed away and do something different. You know what I'm saying? So maybe rotate them. Three months you in the field, and then one month you do something else inside the police department. My only problem, my only problem with all that is like, like the discrepancy behind the police officer serving and protecting, regardless to it being black or not. If you're used to serving and protecting white people, like when you approach a, a car with black people in it. Like, regardless to if you're scared or not, you should handle that situation as if it was a white person in a car or like there should be no color. Because just because it's black, if a person, if a black person moves a certain kind of way, you shoot with a kid in a car. Right. Like, but then when it's a white person and the white person attacks you and like you just mace them. So there's you can't get me to believe a lot of that shit. It's kind of like you are trained to do. You have training. Yeah. So and that training is to allow you to react when somebody is is like you know what I'm saying like presenting themselves a certain kind of way. Yeah. So with me knowing that you have training, like this looks like you know what I'm saying premeditated. A lot of sh- shit looks premeditated, bro. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, since our last episode. Um we had some people reach out, and we do got some police officers that they down to come on the show and have a conversation. I got two warrants I got to clear up before I have a police officer in this bitch. Uh, Plain yeah, and man. simple. We got the we got the connection. We, this is not going to be that type of show. I don't trust that <laughs> shit, <laughs> okay? I got two active warrants right now, mm-hmm. and I got to clean that shit up. Well, you, may, you may not want to be saying that on the airwaves. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Nigga pulled me over tonight and run my name. Guess where I'm going? Wayne County. All right, well. As long as it ain't Oakland County. Nah, fuck that. Nigga. OCJ? Boy. C1B? Yeah, that's not C1B, the rock boss, bro. No, thank you. Yeah, that's not what's up. C1B. Uh, Man, so we got the the South Africa shit. We got niggas trying to take our Second Amendment rights. Um, A lot of people talking who don't. Killer Mike got in a lot of trouble this week. He did? uh, Because he he did an interview with uh, Coleon Noir. Uh, the black guy from the NRA, and um, they used his interview right around a little children's march and make it look like he was like strictly against that. I watched the whole interview today, uncut, unedited, for like forty-two minutes. Everything Killer Mike said, I agree with. Everything was perfectly fine, but how narratives are spun, they always make it seem really, really fucked up. I don't think that we should be taking guns away. I do think um, if you want violence to stop in Chicago. Um, the answer is not remove the guns. The answer is remove the poverty. Hmm. Put jobs there. I'm not shooting and killing if I'm at work. Right. I'm not selling drugs or doing dirty shit if I'm at work. The The issue is the It's poverty. more than just jobs, though. People got to be paid a livable wage. Correct. In order to give up a life Because you can give somebody a job and it still may not be enough for them to do what they need to do. And they Correct. still got to go do what they got to do on the streets. They will never attack the reason for the violence. They will only attack the violence. The, the issue and the reason is poverty. Right. So when you try to attack poverty, they got to get you out the pain. They killed MLK when he went from... Uh, for lack of a better term, black lives matter to poor people matter. They got the nigga out the paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you want to attack the issue, attack poverty, and then we can fix a lot of all this other shit. Uh, so we got the South African shit, we got the shooting shit, and then uh, some information came out. I don't know what happened. I'll just say, I'll just say this. So it's halfway gossip, halfway real. 
Um, but some shit happened with Fab and um, his, his uh, alleged baby mama, fiance. I mean, that is his baby mama. That is nothing alleged. Yeah, not there. alleged. But <laughs> I'm just, well, I, no, it's alleged because on the second report there was no name in the vi- it was no name in the in the second report. So I don't know who the person is because they just kept saying she. You know, true what I'm enough. Saying? From the official reports that came out, just kept saying she. So I was real conflicted about this shit, man, because this ain't no gossip place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that we talk about different shit. We'll talk about the actual event. So we keep we, more facts than bullshit going on. Yeah, and it, it was weird to me when the shit first came out and he got arrested. We just assumed that, like, this nigga out here OJing people. OJing? Not OJ, because I mean, because you're jumping off I, the defense. I, I clearly seen a meme, a fab meme, like <laughs> like with a old, with, it was a it was an Ike jacket. Yeah, now the city nigga looking like, like Ike Turner. Well, I was like, dog, don't do my nigga fab like that. Well, before '95, OJ was just out here Ike turning, Ike turning. Really, you know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, I'm like with them, like y'all just heard the report. I heard people talking about. Uh, this not goals no more. I'm like y'all was just loving them last week on the gram, and oh look at them, they matching outfits and shit. I thought that was kind of bold because like I would hate for. For something to come out about me, and everybody just read the, the the headline, and like fuck who you know about me. I don't know these people though. You know what I'm saying. So the second day, yes, today it came out like um, the young and on the quote unquote official report, it don't say the, the person name. It just kept saying she, the woman, whatever. It says the woman was punched like seven times in the face and lost two of her front teeth. Lost her front teeth. And they, they call her brother over, her brother and her father over there to take the guns outside of the home because they were scared that shit was going to happen. And she called the police and blah, blah, blah. So the shit looked a lot more serious than like the day before, whatever. Mm-hmm. But once again, I don't know them people. I don't know the, the details of what, what happened. What we were talking about offline is in our personal lives, when you some, hear some shit about one of your mans or somebody that you that you know, like how do you address that shit? Like if one of your mans is beating up on that woman, is that some shit we were like, well, I got to mind my business? Or do you, what do you do in that situation? Bro, you got to talk to your mans. Yeah. You got to call your mans and find out exactly what it is before you make your perception or your, or assume what's going on. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on. Like, and the only reason I'm speaking highly on it or speaking immediately on it yeah. is because I fell victim of one of those situations, meaning like it was a situation to where... Like some video was presented, mm-hmm. and it looks like one thing on a video, but it was like me and my mans have a relationship, like not a relationship, but like we we do business, we cool, we came up in the trenches together to the point where the immediate once you see it, it's kind of like you act on that, yeah, instead of just like picking up the phone because it's right there right now, yeah. So it's kind of like and man, that's this it's. And I, I I dealt with that before, meaning like, you know what I'm saying? It's to the point where you have to call your dude and y'all have to talk about it. Because, yeah. like, regardless to who's, like, you know what I'm saying, chiming in or enhancing it or pushing it further, like, you still had to talk to your person because, like, you know what I'm saying, that's the end result. The media is terrible. Mm-hmm. The media will paint a picture before the, the, the you Facts. know what I'm saying, the, the interviewer could, can, like, say one thing to clear it up, but once it's... Edit it. It's there. It's there, and that's the picture that they that they're trying to paint. No matter what happens in the situation. So <clears> let's <throat> say tomorrow she come out like, "Oh, this is a misunderstanding. Nothing happened. It don't matter. He's a wife. He's a woman beater." Yeah. And, and guess what? If if it did happen, and rightfully so, he he'd take all the slander and everything he need. You knock a girl front teeth out, like fam. This it's a lot going on allegedly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, 
if that didn't happen, no matter what, he is that way forever. You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just like with Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so we were talking offline was like, um, it must be hard being a woman, right? Because like, I've never been in a relationship and thought like, this woman can beat my ass. You know what I'm saying? We get into argument or whatever, and I never really thought like, so I'll use you as an example. So you you physically bigger, right? You're a yeah. big guy. So when you get into argument with a lady, I don't know if you ever thought about like maybe when I yell my voice, she probably thinking like, damn, she he gonna fuck me up. Like that shit never crossed my mind. You know what I'm saying? In an argument, but that's some shit that we don't got to take advantage of. That's like that's a male privilege. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I'm we busy, we bigger, physically stronger. Never crossed my mind that. I may be physically intimidating when we having this argument. Right. I'm just trying to get my point across. Right. You might think like, uh, and for me, raising my voice is normal. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm. That doesn't mean like this is the the before of me smacking the shit out of you. I'm just right. trying to raise my voice to get you to listen and for me to get my point across. Yeah, and I never took that into perspective. Now, you might be in a neighborhood and shit. Like as a man, there's certain shit that you're just not gonna allow no matter who said it. But you'd be like. This nigga probably fucked my ass up. <laughs> Debo in Friday. Right. Craig knew, nigga, we scrapped one-on-one. You fucking my ass up. But I got to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? But there is a level of I mean, but, but maybe I need to watch what the fuck I say or how I say it or be prepared for action. I, that shit never comes across you, my you, mind. You always argument. be like, regardless if it's somebody that you think maybe to beat your ass, you don't lose who you are. You stay who you are. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to like I, if I ever thought a nigga could beat my ass, I'm not going to change up who I am for the simple fact that. Let me calm down because this nigga might beat my ass. Like, nigga, I'm still a man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, I'm going to like, I'm gonna do everything I can to fuck you up, to let yeah. you know that you were in a fight, regardless if I think you can beat my ass or not. And I'm not going to tell nobody that I think they can beat my right. ass. Like, I'm going to present myself like, nigga, I'll fuck you up. Cause like, well, and if you do beat my ass, you're going to earn it. Exactly. You, you know, it's going to look like, now you might win, but it's going to look like you but fought a bear once we're done. I get what you're saying. When I grow my father always say, like, I done been in a lot of fights, some I won. Some I lost, but the person I fought never want to fight me again. Right. And that's what I go into it. Like, all right, make it the best of me, but you're not about to sign up for this shit again tomorrow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, on some man shit, like, when you walk into a room, I I don't know if it's – I size everybody up. You never know. You know what I'm saying? You just – not because I'm looking for a conflict, but that's just, like, on some natural instinct You have shit. to. Like, I definitely can agree with you there because, you know like, like, I don't try to be – I don't try to be – you know what I'm saying? I won't be – I ain't got to be the realest person in the room, but I will try to contend to be the smartest person in the room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, forever. Like, I ain't the smartest in the world, but I'm trying to be the smartest in the room at this particular time. So it just it goes with you saying, like, okay, this six foot eight nigga right here, 400 pounds, all muscle. Like, he might be my He ain't got to know he might be my ass, but, like, I'm going to I'm gonna say what I want to say, but I'm going to get, like, a good 10 feet away so I can <laughs> react quicker. Because <laughs> you're going to come towards me, but I need to be able to react quicker. Yeah. But the dynamic of when you dealing with a woman in a relationship or whatever and you arguing or whatever – that never crossed my mind that I may be so I may be physically imposing or you may be scared. It may I'm you may not say whatever on your mind, not because I've ever given you the impression that I'm gonna do something to you, but that's just another dynamic that you may not we just may not think of and you shit. may not think yeah. of. And then it's not until it's said that you think about it. Like damn. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Because it makes so much sense. Like even with you raising your voice, like you have a you have a deep voice. Like even when we raise our voice as men, like 
it can be taken as like you're raising your voice to like you know what I'm saying like to get you to listen, but it also can be taken as aggression. Yeah. So it's kind of like you like when I drink, like I get louder, or you know what I'm saying I'm more projective and I move around more. Mm-hmm. To somebody who doesn't know how to you know what I'm saying interact with me, they may take that as like man this this thing more dirty all over the place. You don't know how to address it or. Don't know what I'm about to do. So even on the female end, the females are, I I deal with a lot of passive aggressive females or submissive females to where like they won't say that like I thought we was about to get into it. I thought you was about to beat my ass and like that. But it's it would never be that. It's just like, you know, what I'm saying I get in. I I have a lot of energy. Um, There was a video floating around this week of a, a, a guy on stage at like some sort of strip show or some shit. And he was on stage, and the old girl was dancing in front of him and shit. And his girl came and ripped him off the stage. Yeah, like, she literally grabbed him off the stage, ripped his shirt over, and started, like, literally physically beating on him and shit. I'm like, God damn. Like, in those situations, like, I don't know who's hitting me. I'm just going to go into all, to, all to, I'm going into fight back mode. Hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was. But, like, men hitting women is a thing. Like, it's a real thing. And, like, we in 2018, so cameras out here. And this shit getting reported more. I don't think it's happening more. I think it's being reported more. And I don't know, man. Like, I told y'all. Did I tell you? After I know we talked about this shit offline. So there's been one situation I've been in where I seen a man fucking a woman up. And in the normal circumstance, I would have stepped in. But in this particular circumstance, I did not do nothing. Why not? So listen. I was living in this apartment. Oh yeah, I was my first. I was living in this apartment. I'm not gonna say where it was at, but I was living in this apartment. And the young lady who lived in the hall, I mean, directly across the hall from me, was dealing with a gentleman who was in the streets. And um, about once a month, you look out, it'd be like 745s outside, Range Rovers, all type of expensive cars and shit in there, and it'd be a lot of niggas in this one room. And one night I woke up about four o'clock in the morning and it was a smell that was so strong that I thought niggas was in my apartment getting high and doing different things with drugs. Like I woke up out of my like. (laughs) So whatever they was going up and cooking up and doing over there, they was over there getting it in. Uh, One time I'm coming. I'm at the door and I hear like such and such has X amount of money over here. Blah, blah, blah. She just blabbing and shit. So. It was very clear what was going on across the hall. And it was very clear that the niggas across the hall knew that I knew what was going on just in passing. Yeah. Was, this is like, nigga, you know what time it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm coming out the crib. But I don't really know y'all niggas. It ain't my business, and I'm going to keep that shit pushing. 100. I didn't say, <laughs> I looked out one time, niggas bringing in these big ass bags and shit, and niggas dropped the brick like out the bag and left that bitch in the hallway for a good five minutes. I'm like, nigga, I, I, oh, I, I need, need <laughs> I need to leave, right? But I don't want to be walking out the hallway when you, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm about to leave, and I look through the people because there's a little bit of commotion and shit, and directly across the hall, the door is open, and I see this, I see this nigga, he like punches this girl and like he uppercuts her and shit, like her feet off the floor. Like, he beating the shit out of her. And then he beat her up all down the hallway and all the way back down the hallway and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, I fully understand what the fuck is going on. She knows the situation she's in. I know the nigga is a part of some shit that's way above me. Then she go outside and kick the nigga Range Rover and shit. I'm like, damn, why don't you just, like, stay down or some shit? Then he went outside and beat her up. He don't give a fuck about who's watching, who's out in the neighborhood or whatever. 
And I'm like, well. That's when you know you're in over, way over your head. Yeah. Like, meaning, like, I, like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's time for me to move. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I love that apartment, too. It was my very first apartment. That's why I was like. Probably dirt cheap, too. You know what I'm saying? 450. You Dog know what I'm saying? <laughs> this was 2005, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 450 or some shit. But, like, it was like, it's time for me to move. I'm not about to call the police because, nigga, it would have been me who called the police. Like, you would have just known. I just feel like yeah. they knew who would have did it. Even though he was outside beating this, this young lady up in front of the whole the complex and shit. I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to move. Now, any other, I had a little bit more background of the information of the situation, so I chose uh, to stay my fucking ass in the crib. Though I did have to leave, and they was really fucking up my 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 arrival time and shit. Like, could you, could y'all, you hurry this ass up just a little bit? You know what I'm saying? But normally, say you walking out a gas station and shit, right? You don't know all the background information, and you just see uh, a man attacking and beating on a woman. What do you do in that situation, bro? You mind your business. That's all you do. Like, and the only reason I can say that is because I've been to jail and I've been to prison. And even with, like, because, like, even with the, the situation where the apartment where you felt like you had to move, like, imagine if you would have, like, you know what I'm saying, went and put yourself into somebody else's business. Like, you thinking about, you got to think about dope and you got to think about females. Yeah. Those are two things niggas don't play about. So immediately his niggas are going to be in the mix of everything. So it's not just you against him. It's you against. And she may just like be fucked up to where he's putting her in position to like, bitch, you know, you wrong. And like she would get back in it. Like, you know, what I'm saying she done took her ass whooping before. Not to say that, like, you know, what I'm saying that anybody deserves an ass whooping. But it's it's that shit goes on, and it's not your place to like step in. Like, hey, stop beating her ass because all of that aggression is going to come to you. Like, it's going to come to you. Yeah, and I know once or twice a month, there are about 14 gentlemen that enter out this building. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's time for me to dip because I want somebody to kick in the round dough one time or anything go wrong in that bitch. I'm like, y'all are too close. It's time for me to move. But that's a tough situation, man. It's definitely a tough situation. Now, on that end, like, as far as like, coming out the gas station or whatnot and seeing that type of situation, I mean, like, it's still, like, it's none of your business. You have no, you don't understand what's going on. Like, you can intercept or whatnot. Like, I didn't, <laughs> like, it's a real tricky situation, bro. Like, I didn't see motherfuckers, like, get set up by a female. Mm-hmm. I didn't see different, like, different plays where a female finesse a dude and, and then turn around and turn to her uncle. Like, because the bottom line is a female. Got somebody they can call to get a nigga up off of them. Yeah. They got somebody they can call. So you, your interaction right there, like, you just put yourself into that situation in front of, like, because nine times out of ten, a female got a nigga that's trying to knock her down or a female that's, a nigga that's trying to be next to her and cousins and I mean, they I got somebody. It's it's the reason I think it's, a, it's such a touchy situation, man. I've it's also, very touchy. I've also seen a situation where, there was a um, a young woman who was definitely in an abusive relationship and was getting beat on, like, really, really bad. You know what I'm saying? And she went to the uncles of the situation to try to put an end to it, right? So they go over there when some shit was going on, and they get into it with the nigga and shit. They, things happen, whatever, whatever. Now there's a beef in between these two these two groups now. Mm-hmm. And then she get back with the nigga. Exactly. And, like, like 
what the fuck? Now, exactly. We got beef out here in the streets, For and you. now you back in, y'all back together. You That's why you saying? mind your business, like, these bro. Are, yeah. These are real. Now, this is real things now, because these are grown men who didn't put their hands on another grown man, and now it's a real problem, and now y'all back together and shit. That's exactly why you mind your business, because you never know what the situation is. You, you never get, know. And you you see, only get in the side of the story from the person you're closest with. Exactly. Like you don't you don't never get the full picture from that situation. It's unfortunate whatever happened between Fab allegedly. Yeah, forget that. That was just the catalyst. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it's, it's unfortunate, but you never know what's going on day in and day out of people's lives, their domestic situations. And it's best that you keep your motherfucking business up out of it. I if it's some know. real shit, call the police. And I go to court with you. I do know it's not a lot of reason that you would punch a woman in the face seven times and knock her front teeth out. So he actually punched her? Allegedly. That's what they saying in in the news. Nah, bro, I can't believe that. Like it, I, like, it just seems it's like it damn. just seems like Fabulous's whole mo, his whole persona, it's the ladies' for, man, is the ladies' man. And like right now, just this one time, like it meaning like. Fabulous record to me has been impeccable. Like he's always been. The only other altercation he had was with Ray J, as far as I know. No, he got shot in the leg one time. Okay, well, okay, well, if he got, yeah. he's been he's been under the radar. Yeah. And then for it to be a female, it's kind of like, come on, man. Like y'all y'all got to leave. He fat. got a, a, a <laughs> his record is like squeaky clean, clean like. Almost like Bill Cosby. It's like, <laughs> 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 like, you never know. Niggas who ain't got no dirt. You know what I'm saying? But it's just very interesting, man, that uh, I don't know, man. I got to see how this shit play out in quarters. All I can say is I just think everybody should keep their hands. Is, to this, is this your man's this week? Is it Fab? Who man's this does go to Fab this week, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, it does because Fab is 40 years old now, and you have – It's been 20 years that you have lived a drama-free life, and this is what we get. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, that's why I'm saying I don't believe it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to wait till. Niggas just jump out of character now. Until I turn fifty or sixty to get my first gun case. I'll tell you what. You see what I'm saying? I'll tell you what. What the what the internet's. Are saying the, the official reports. I've seen all the gossip blogs, but when I, some shit I read in the actual newspaper when they started retracting her name, which I knew it was kind of serious. Cause like on the gossip blobs, they'll throw his baby mama name out, his fiance name out. In the interview, in the in the newspaper, they just kept referring to her as the, the woman. Le- okay. Or the, Cause like you're not supposed to put the victim name in the paper and shit. So they Man. really treating this shit like yeah. serious. And he turned himself in with a lawyer, like not just. I was hoping that it was like some situation where it was an argument, somebody got pushed or some shit, and he got blew out of abortion. Mm-hmm. But they making it seem very serious. So allegedly, what they saying is happening is I guess. He was in uh, L.A. over the weekend, and he got upset when he looked on Instagram and saw that his child's mom was also in L.A. So when they came home, there was an issue. So much, in fact, that allegedly she told her mother, I mean, her brother and her father, and they came over to the crib and took the two weapons outside of the house because they feared that he could possibly use those. And apparently he threatened their lives and punched her. Y'all niggas get the fuck out of my house. Exactly. Uh, seven times, and he. I don't see like with two gentlemen being there. I don't. That's that's a well, little that extreme. The, well, that was prior to that to the 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 alleged beating. Dad came to the house and took the guns. Oh, okay, out. I thought it was the same day because it was like over a period of time. Allegedly, this was this was this was the shit that got me wild. It, it was a wild ass statement. This is some shit that just don't seem fab like. Like I want to beat you with a bat, but I don't want to go out like that. Like I don't just see that. I, I don't see fabs. Threatened to beat somebody with a baseball bat, but 
I don't know the and nigga. And he's not a big nigga. But again, I don't know the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So who knows how these niggas be in real life? But like, you do get a who man's this this week because like if if this shit is true, like fuck is you doing? Are are we not giving you innocent until proven guilty? Exactly. You got to, bro. You are we not giving Fab at least? I'm going to give Fab like because like we don't know what's going on. We assuming. Hey man, I didn't had allegations on me for assault. And you've once, also been on this podcast and be saying, I got no problem me punching a bitch. Well, <laughs> like you I mean, I feel how I feel. I feel how I feel. Yeah. And whatever. If you don't want to get punched in the face, then you avoid this Matter shit. Matter of fact, our very first episode has a great uh, story about you <laughs> fighting a bitch. In hey, look, city. man, I, I done been arrested hella times in my life. Yeah. Hella times. More than I can count at this point. And if it comes from disrespect, then so be it. Look, man, this is a weekly segment, and somebody got to get it every week. All right. Well. Hopefully, I will retract. It'll be the first time I retract. Hopefully, this shit did not happen. But this is a bad week for him. I forgot about my Motor City story. I did. I did fire on a bitch in Motor City. Yeah, I got this one. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the I got sharpest one clip. point. I didn't, in my even, life. I didn't even post the clip because it was too damning for you. Yeah, it, it wasn't was this one clip. You was yeah. You know, I live my truth. I live my truth, bro. Uh, <laughs> my music pick of the week, as tradition, when we have a, a guest here that's involved in music, always awarded to my guest. And it's not even not even a guest because Dirt is like family. Like literally, me and this nigga go back damn right. near twenty years. Right. Like for sure. So my music pick of the week is my nigga Mo Dirt, the Detroit to Vegas uh, project. When can we expect any any visuals from the project to drop? Like uh, we get ready to put together like some more some some new visuals like while I'm here in the city, so like uh, we're in the process of putting together the visuals. So I can say like within the next month, the next month, like uh, at least uh, at least like you know what I'm saying just with the artists here in Detroit that I need to reach out to, okay. um, that I like when I'm at in Vegas that I can't get in contact with. So you always. Vis- Go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean to cut no, you off. You always stay real plugged into the city. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anybody coming up in the city right now that you kind of got your eye on? I think could be like, you know, one of these next niggas up. Uh, as far as what? As far as rap. As far, as, far as, as hip hop. I think uh, all together. Like I think um, it's a, it's a collection. It's it's not even just one artist. It's like a wave. And like you know, what I'm saying because like we all, it's the new artists that are coming up. You know, what I'm saying they got their own wave. It's it's a generation of artists. Like the generation I came up with, like I know all of those artists. But like even the artists, it's, it's not just one that I can pinpoint. Okay. So it's kind of like a wave of artists in Detroit that you know what I'm saying that all are doing shit that I look at like okay, this is motivating, it's inspiring. Um, if I had, I can't even give you a name, bro. To be honest. But, okay. But you know, I pay attention to the street, the, the streets. And you know what I'm saying? There's Sada Baby, there's F and B D's, there's uh, uh, GT, yeah. um, I like GT. Nolan, Nolan the Ninja, uh, Nolan uh, Chal- Chavis Chandler. Yeah, I like, like Chavis. So I got a wide variety of people that I listen to or people that I tap into. So Okay. So I mean the most recent project you dropped was Detroit to Vegas. What other shit you got bubbling up? Because I've known you for a long ass time and you're always working. So I know you got some <clears throat> other shit on the flow. Okay, I got a. I got the project, uh, the the Mo Dirt project. Uh, it's uh, Mo Dirt. I'm doing a project with DJ House Shoes. Legendary I'm, DJ House Shoes. I'm Burbank, sure. California. Like uh, we're doing a, a digital release. Okay. On Street Corner Music. It's I, I think it, it's a song up right now. I think the intro is up right now on SoundCloud under uh, House Shoes is a SoundCloud account. But we're getting ready to go full stream with that. 
uh, outside of the the Mo Dirt project, I have a J Palm project. Like I, I've been doing collection of projects with J Palm and with the J Palm project. Um, it's called the manual. So the manual is getting ready. It's already done. It's getting ready to be released. So we're just prepping it right now and getting the graphics and stuff done. So uh, those are two projects that I got that I'm getting ready to put out in the near future. And then outside of that, like, you know, we talked earlier. I like I literally after I got off that phone call, I was like, you know what? Because I got a collection of music that when I go around, like I have my my preference of music. And these are the songs that I'm thinking about putting under the catalog of God Made Dirt. Okay. So I am. So we still gonna see God Made Dirt. Yeah, we are gonna see God Made Dirt. Okay. Any you you want to throw out any any timetable or just when it? There's no time. When the earth feel right. Yeah, it's really no timetable because I still got to do visuals for for Detroit to Vegas. Then I still got to do visuals for um, the the J Palm project, the manual, and I still got to get some visuals in for for the house shoes project, Mo Dirt. So like the timetable. Like, I don't know. Like I got the mu- I got some music that I'm collecting and the catalog for this shit is completely different than So you got enough music to take you straight into twenty nineteen. Bro, I ain't gonna hold you up. I got a lot of music. It's more so on my end, I be mainly concerned on getting the music placed. So like the music has never been a problem with me creating. Right. I've always created fire music and people sit and wonder, like, man, when you putting this out, when you putting this out? It's not when I'm putting out because I can put it out. Every, anybody can put music out anytime they want to. I don't want it to fall short. I don't want it to fall on deaf ears. So I yeah. want like the proper setup, the exactly. proper platform for it. Exactly. Um, shout out to Detroit though. Uh, Revolt did an uh, article about how Detroit is becoming the center of rap's women resurgence. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of women in Detroit uh, hip hop scene that are taking off nationally. Uh, so shout out to Detroit for that on that national plug. Yeah, they threw out some uh, Molly Brazy. Cash doll, uh, Naisha Nishay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a whole. I mean, it's a. It's a lot. It's a lot of that's going on in the city. It's a lot of good hip hop coming in from Detroit. Yeah. A lot of good hip hop. And like I'm, I'm definitely like I'm a, a huge fan of Detroit rap when it comes to the female rap. I'm like a, I, I like a Southwest Mook. Southwest Mook, Rocky She's Bad. So like you know what I'm saying. Like and it's crazy how like I just seen what Southwest Move looked like uh, a couple of days ago. I was listening to the music and somehow I ended up on her Instagram page. <laughs> Threw you the fuck off. And didn't um, I stayed on her Insta page, her Instagram page for quite some time. You yeah, know? double tapping. Double tapping. <laughs> we got to get Lando back up here. Maybe he can bring Rocky Bad through. Yeah, through yeah. With him. Uh, shit. Get a benediction. Uh, you know, I'm not saying no, no. You got no, go. no, no. We got to. Derek, give out all your social yeah. media. Where can people find you if they're unfamiliar with the music or they just want to get familiar with Mo Dirk? If they want to get, like, I think, like, the only the only social media that I have that stands different than my, my rap name is uh, my second Facebook page. And my second Facebook page is Mo Nelson. But outside of that, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, um, LinkedIn, uh, everything is Mo Dirty, M-O-E-D-I-R-D-E-E. Okay. Like Instagram, YouTube, like right now, like I'm I'm restructuring my YouTube as far as just like with the content and stuff like that, um, and I'm doubling back and just like you know putting my subscribers where they should be at on YouTube, um, and I'm also planning on putting together like different content. Like I watch YouTube all day long. I don't even watch TV. Man. I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch Hulu. I don't do any of that. Like, but I see content, and the content like. 
I see where I can find my pocket at. Because like my 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 inner my my personality is what my personality is. The only thing I'm falling short of is just like presenting it to the masses. Yeah. You feel me? Like on my YouTube channel. Man, I got some kids out of uh, Lansing, man, who are really dope on the film game and the, the videos and the photography game, man. I'm going to link you with them because they got really great work. And um, I think you should fuck with them. Okay, for sure. Uh, shit, every week, Dame going wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, ain't shit changed. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313, on everything that matters. Go to the website, shoptalkpod.com. Because within the next week or so, you got to do everything through the website. I just came up with an idea, bro. And, like, with this idea, I would have to be a part of it. I would like to implement a shop talk cipher. Like, it's enough mics around here. Like, we, 100%. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, bring a couple of my homies through here. Dame raps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, Dame goes. Oh, yeah. Like, we used to, like, I don't know if he told you, we used to have <laughs> some, like, end of, like, we used to have some private... Like you know what I'm saying, a lot of shots was thrown out for a couple <laughs> within years. The, within the label, we was we was fucking with at the time. But it was all love. It all was love. all love. You know what's so funny? Because like uh, me and Dame used to rap and shit, and we we talk, we we say that shit on the podcast all the time. But, but we, I don't think niggas really know that like we get down. <laughs> it's like a running Bro. joke. Yeah. It's, it's like a running joke. But like in real life, you can catch these bars. <laughs> yeah, like, <Bro. laughs> like in real life, like you really for can real. catch them. You can really like I had to, like my dude, my dude coming down here from Toledo, Clemmy. Oh, yeah. Like, Clemmy, Clemmy like, is incredible. Clemmy, I, I was incredible. telling him when I was coming down here. He was like, man, I got to come down there. I was like, bro, you can't come down there. Like, you can come down here. But, like, he was, Clemmy, like, the bat, like not even a battle, the, the show that I had the other day. Yeah. Like, after the show was over, we had, like, a little cypher, just, like, acapella. Man, Clemmy is everything, like, you know what I'm saying, for me, bro. That's like, what's up. Like, on the lyrics is in. I'm with it 100%. You yeah. with it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Make that shit pop. Yeah. yeah. For Stay real, tuned. for real. Stay tuned. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. Well, honey.